Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Lily's Story by Andrea L. Stahn. The room was overly warm. The family had kept the fires going, even this late in the summer months, hoping to drive the fever from the woman lying abed, the fever that had ravaged their village. Unlike many others who had become sick, Lily wasn't recovering. Then again, no one else had been as exposed to the sickness over and over again. As the village midwife, she had been the one to administer aid to many who had fallen ill. Now, as she lay drenched in her own sweat, there was no one to tend to her, and she was losing the battle. The house was reasonably quiet, although the sound of metal hitting metal rang out from the connecting smith's forge. The daughters had scattered to other chores, leaving her to rest. Lily had forced them to continue, as if nothing was wrong, and given them false promises that she was feeling better, and maybe tomorrow she would get up and help them. Deep down, she knew that wasn't the case, and wanted to say farewell to her first true friend. When the shutter rattled in its frame, she knew her final visitor had come. I know you're there, Lily whispered with laboured breath. She opened her bloodshot eyes to look into the translucent blue eyes of the woman staring down at her. You're always there, Yana. She tried to smile, but her dry lips cracked and began to bleed. Yana inclined her head. Yet, you always know when I'm watching in form. Lily struggled to sit up, but the fever had taken her strength. She settled deeper into her down-filled pillow, the feather stems pricking the back of her neck, the effort leaving her breathless. Yana reached down, her gentle hands barely touching the sweat-drenched skin as she effortlessly helped the sick woman readjust. She was surprised at how light Lily had become. A slight breeze followed the motion and cooled Lily, who sighed in relief. Because you're always there. I can't escape the air, Wind Guardian. Lily wheezed. Sadness flickered over her green eyes. Though, it seems I will soon. Yana involuntarily stepped back. She'd watched Lily worsen with fever, but hadn't thought the woman wouldn't recover. After all, it seemed like such a short time that Yana had first revealed herself to the copper-haired girl. Time was different for Yana and her brothers. They would live forever, confined to their elemental realms. But mortals like Lily would die quickly like a candle flame. Yana had watched over the family and fishing village for generations without concern. Then Lily had been born, and Yana watched with interest as the bastard girl grew. The girl lived with her great-grandmother and mother on the outskirts of Kalatea. Her mother made her an outcast, but even though Lily was lonely, she remained happy and curious. She listened, enraptured, to the stories told to her about guardian dragons, the same stories told to other children in the village but Lily believed them. It was hard to ignore the girl as she chatted on to Yana's brother Wayland, as she tended to the gardens or thanking the fire guardian for keeping her warm and dry during the winter nights. Yana was sure her brother Wyland played in the flames to show the girl he had heard her. It was to Yana the girl told her secrets, though. As Lily said, she couldn't escape the air, and Yana would sit and listen to the girl's hopes and dreams and sympathise with her fears and yearning for something more than her seclusion. Yana hadn't realised she had become corporeal until Lily turned one day while telling her dreams to Yana, 
and ran and embraced the confused guardian. Lily's belief had made her drop the invisible form she had adopted in her realm, but Lily had done more. She had humanised the draconic form Yana had been born with. The dragon lady could now walk hand in hand with the girl, even if Yana's was slightly scaled and taloned. Will you watch over my girls? Lily's strained voice recalled Yana from her memories. I know you helped me find Joseph, but he'll be lost without me. The girls will need someone to help them. Will you and the others do that for me? She pleaded. Yana fought the smile that conflicted with her grief. She had never been sure if Lily knew about her tampering. She had caused the storm that had forced the Brydean smith and the traders he travelled with to seek shelter in a shallow cave. She had then caused a gust of wind to send Lily's yellow head covering from her head as she ran home. The kerchief managed to land at the mouth of the cave. It was supposed to be a pleasant introduction, but the shock of people in the cave had startled the girl, and she had run without retrieving the cloth. Even in his quick glimpse of her, Joseph had been smitten by the fleeing figure. He had picked up the head covering and tracked her down in her little hut. He took up residence, forcing the old smith to abandon his forge because of Joseph's superior craftsmanship. Then, to Lily's mother's chagrin and Yana's delight, the young smith took to courting Lily and asked for her to be his wife. Joseph knew nothing of the tales of the guardians and dismissed them as myths. Lily had tried to convert him and teach her five daughters, but only one had a glimmer of faith and the rest thought Lily had a good imagination. Even the one who believed couldn't match Lily's fervour and had never tried to communicate with Yana or her brothers. Once Lily wed, Yana had been sparing in her visits. Even now she crept into form when she knew that Joseph was busy at his work and the noise of hammer to anvil would cover any of their discussion and the girls were off doing other things. Still, even though she had been physically present, Lily had told Yana her secrets, and the dragon knew more about the young outcast girl who had grown to be the village midwife than anyone else in Calatea. Of course I will watch over them, as will my brothers, Yana vowed. Lily nodded and closed her eyes. Thank you. Something the air guardian had never felt ran through her body. She had lived her entire life amongst the winds, whether a gentle summer breeze or a full-force winter storm. But nothing had chilled her the way the tingling fear that crept up her spine did, as the last bit of air escaped Lily's mouth. Outside of the warm house that Lily had shared with Joseph and her daughters, a hurricane swirled the sea off the coast, and wind howled through the tiny village. On the horizon, the fire mountain poured smoke and ash into the sky, causing the earth to shake and waves to crash against the cliff face that housed the village. Most of the villagers thought it was a random storm blown in from across the waters, while only one old woman, alone in her hut, away from everyone, knew it was the Guardian, mourning the loss of her sweet Lily. Andrea is the author of the Dragon Child lore series, and the Attic Secret novella. She's also a contributor to a wide variety of anthologies in numerous genres, including the upcoming Cogs in Time 3, which is due for release on the 7th of October. You can find her on Twitter at Dragon Child Law 
and you can find more of Andrea's work at dragonchildlaw.wordpress.com.